Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the feds. feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to FedWork. Fed hey guys, this is Katrina Joe And Sarah. And welcome to FedWork. Happy FedWork Friday, guys. Happy FedWork Friday. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> another one, like DJ Khaled. <laughs> yes, another one. Um, how's it going, Sarah? I mean, I feel like I haven't really talked to you this week. Uh, we really haven't talked this week, which is crazy. Um, it's frigid. What do you mean by frigid? Like 25 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Never. Yeah. Like, I went outside and I realized I was like, wow, my face is like half frozen. And I realized it's because of those masks we have to wear. It's like a <laughs> blessing and a curse in the cold. I mean, well, now could you kind of do like a scarf over your face, which was which would, you know, cover your nose and your mouth, but also keep you warm? For sure. If they were unpacked, <laughs> I'm not ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the weather just kind of switched on you out of nowhere. Yeah, kind of. I mean... Like, Friday, it's supposed to be 65, so it makes no sense. But I've been wearing a bomber, like, everywhere I go, just a massive man-sized bomber, just, like, tucking in, just hoping yeah. that this is over. And I'm realizing, girl, it's only November. <laughs> girl, in L.A., it literally is, like, 80 degrees one minute, and then the next minute it's, like, I don't know, like, 40 degrees, 50 degrees. Well, that's the desert for you. It's hot during the day, cold at night. No, but I mean, like, even during the day, it oh. just, it doesn't matter. Like, it just switches. And I'm like, wait, it's 80 degrees? Like, I have sweater, sweaters ready, boots, you know, pea coats, and then it's, like, 82 degrees when it was, like, 50. Well, you should probably just have, like, a closet in the car. Like, options on yes. deck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm, I'm here for, you know, the fall weather. I'm excited for the holidays coming up. Yes, for sure. Especially here, yeah. like, I decorated my whole house for Christmas. My tree is up. Cute. I got the Christmas candy already in my candy dishes. Yes, your girl has candy dishes. <laughs> I love it. I used to be super anti-decorating before Thanksgiving. I actually have, like, Thanksgiving decor that I would always put out. Yeah. But now that we've been in quarantine and just, like, having to be home so much, I think I'm going to decorate early, too, because the Christmas spirit, I'm not mad at it. Well, there was, there was, God, I wish I remembered where it was, so I don't just sound like I'm, like, misquoting a random study. Um, but there was a study done that um, said that, the like, the earlier you put out your holiday decorations, especially when you're, like, stuck inside during COVID, it's actually more beneficial for your spirit. So, for me, I read that literally the next day, unboxed, like, I unboxed my Christmas decorations before my scarves. Like... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> doesn't even make any sense, but it is what it is. And it's been, you know, it's actually helped. Like I sit upstairs and I'm like, oh, Christmas. So do you turn your Christmas tree on every night? Okay. So this is the first time I've had like a full size tree. And cute. yeah, it's really cute. And it's like blush and champagne and white and sparkly and just <laughs> amazing. But so I got, um, like the string lights that just twinkle, but the problem is they're battery pack operated. So I have to get up and turn them on and then go sit back down and then remember to turn them off. So I've only had them on one day. <laughs> okay. Fair. But they are fully charged and ready to go. So maybe tonight. 
Yeah, you should do it. Yeah, and have like a glass of hot chocolate and watch Kevin Hart's new new um, stand up comedy special. Hey, heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be uh, maybe that'll be my my night tonight. I don't know. I love it. How are you though? What's going on with you? Um, everything's good. I don't have my Christmas decor up, but I am a little you slacker know, swamped with work at the at the moment. I had every intention of doing it actually, like end of last week or even this week, and then work just really picked up. So I am in the processing of just you know balancing my schedule and um, while also trying to be safe with you know still in COVID. Right. And actually just you know catch up with some of the homies. So you know it's just a balancing act. That's all. Well, and you won't be having um the the normal friendsgiving at your house and all that to have the thanksgiving decorations so you're not really in a rush it's more so just for you yeah i mean i'm even you know i'm going home for the holiday so um even for thanksgiving you know i won't be here and i didn't want to have a friendsgiving like a lot of people have been asking me like are you still doing it and i'm just like no i just feel like it's too risky and everyone that would come would then be going you know around their families for Thanksgiving, that's putting more people at risk, and I just I don't think it's worth it. Like we can we can all get together another you know, time after another time or when this you know when this is just all over on Zoom. Yeah, you know a digital something. I'll zoom in with you guys. Yeah, girl. I'll eat I'll eat an extra dinner at eleven o'clock at night. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Round like five. Oh my gosh! Of, I can't of wait. Thanksgiving. I yes. found gluten free stuffing. I'm so excited. Oh, get it, girl. Yeah. Um, But, you know, what else kind of, like, triggered the holiday decor was, you know, obviously there's the presidential election that happens, and then this unforeseen, like, unknowing of who the president is for another, you know, week or however long it continues. And I was enthralled with the news. It was the only thing. Like, I'd come home and I would turn it on, even if it was just background noise, and there were no changes that day. Like, it was still what was on, and it was this, like, negative ongoing you know unknowing thing in the background and for some reason decorating for Christmas changed all of that for me (laughs) but I do know that you know that's obviously something that we wanted to talk about was you know what kind of strains this election in particular kind of had on ourselves our friends and family and the the relationships there yeah no 100 percent I mean I was actually in New York at the time during the election and I actually like pushed my travel back for other reasons, but also because of, you know, I didn't want to travel around the election because I just feel like this election, besides Obama, because, you know, he was becoming the first black president of the United States. I just was, you know, nervous to travel around that time. And I just feel like this election for me has been more, has just been weighted very differently Mm -hmm. I you know I just remember I've been reflecting recently and I remember in the past just having you know friends or even family members um just you know oh I'm Republican and it was like it was just like okay you have different views and I'm sure we would have discussions or whatnot but like it didn't hold as much like a (gasps) you know as it does this year and I think it's because of just what you know our previous president Trump or you know uh, yeah Donald Trump has stood for and just the characteristics and the morals or the lack of that he has stood for for the past four years has this has now just been more of a character and more like moral thing and a conversation than just like okay you're Republican I'm Democrat Mm -hmm. 
it's it's completely it's it's different than that. I think it's deeper than that. And also, just you know, the things that have transpired over this last four years as well, which is like the Black Lives Matter movement and racial injustice and all of that. That it's just been a completely different subject and and matter to deal with with friends and family than I ever remember it being with you know Republican versus Democrat or liberal or any of that. It's definitely heavier. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't remember a year. I shouldn't say a year. I mean, yeah, I don't remember a year like this fucking year. I can say that. Right. But um, <laughs> I don't remember an election, one, feeling like it mattered as much as this one does, and two, having the the negativity tied to it in this capacity. You know, I felt like before, whether you were Democrat or Republican, it was kind of like, all right, well, that side, you know, that group, that team, that side, whatever you want to call it, won this time. You know, we'll see what happens, but this person is my president. Because that's what it is to be an American. There are two key sides. Obviously, there's, you know, the, the other parties as well, but there's two main parties. And that's just what it's been our whole lives. Whether you liked it or not, that person was the president, you know? And, and I do know that there's been recalls and revotes and things like that, but it's never been... It's never felt as important this time around. And there are people, you know, in my family and friend circle that, you know, maybe look at it or view it differently than me. And maybe that's because of our past experiences or circles that were, in, you know, invested into or, you know, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, like you said, I do feel like this was a moral and a character based election, whereas before of course that mattered, but it, it was never so, so far opposite of each other that I can recall. And I think that's, what's been, it's almost been this like level of anxiety deep in the pit of my stomach. That's been there. Like, I don't even know how many months. And then it's finally like at a culmination where it's about to be over. And then it's like refusing for it to be over kind of a thing where it's just like, no, this is not how this moment is supposed to be. And it's, I know for me personally, you know, I've, I've always been very open to listening to both sides. I've always had my own opinion, whether I voiced it or not, I've always had that opinion. And I felt like this time it wasn't a, it had nothing to do with the economy. It had nothing to do with, you know, international affairs or, you know, things like that, that typically do resonate with what a president should reflect, you know, as much as those are extremely pivotal and important to me, the fact that someone who's sitting at the highest seat, one of the highest seats in the political part, in the political world of, of America, is able to have the power and control over groups of people to show hate in the way that they have, whether you agree that it's because of Trump or not, at the end of the day, look at four years ago to now, we're in a very different place. So whether you want to believe that it's because of Trump's administration or not, that's up to you. But I personally feel like I couldn't do four more years of this. Yeah. And that is what I voted for. Not only that, it was, I have people that are personally affected by everything negative that's happened in these four years. And I refuse to allow them to be affected anymore. So my vote, my vote was going to count. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I, I don't think there was ever an election that I was waking up in the middle of my sleep, like checking the news or like checking the app or being like, okay, how many votes is this? Did we get this state yet? Did we get that state? Like this election has been completely different in, in that sense as well. Mm -hmm. And 
like you said, there has been a level of like anxiety. Also, like, okay, so what if Trump does win again for the next four years? Like, what does that look like for everyone? Not even just me, but for everyone. And, you know, it, it was, like you said, a level of anxiety, kind of stress, being on the edge of your seat. And, just watching, you know, CNN for days at a time. And like you said, I've never experienced being, you know, obviously I've always been invested in voting, but I've never been this much Mm -hmm. invested of like, yo, everybody get out and vote. We need to talk about it. We need to encourage people. Like we need to watch the news. We need to know what's going on, who stands for what, like, you know, all of these things just because like you said, they were complete polar opposites. Mm -hmm. I think even with the pandemic happening and just seeing other countries and how they're dealing with it and where we are in our state of it, of like going into like our second or third or, you know, whatever shutdown per state because every state is different. Just even seeing that, it's like, okay, we need to do something. There needs to be someone that takes this seriously and really puts things into play that is beneficial for the health of this nation. You know, just even the way that, you know, me and you feel about certain subjects with, with this presidency, I know that I have friends and family that feel the opposite. Right. And so dealing with that as well, it's just been a challenge, you know, to to know that if you do have family members that do support a specific party and the differences and the stances and like you said, you know, character and morals come into play with this. So for me, I understand that a lot of the people in my family um, that support Trump do so because to them it's a financial thing you know whether they're thinking about their retirement whether they're thinking about their 401k whether they're thinking about stocks all of that which I understand but I also I feel like that is the problem so when they try to justify like well I'm voting for Trump because of the for my 401k when I retire and all these things I hear you, but that's the problem. The fact that you are, I think, that you are allowing money to override someone's life. Right. That, you know, at the end of the day, you know, with the problems and the the issues with immigrants, like if you are deported as an immigrant, your 401k doesn't fucking matter. That your money isn't even there. So I just, there's a lot of things that go into play with it. And, you know, having to deal with just opposite opinions especially in family is is just difficult to deal with especially when you know there's innocent people dying every day there's people being separated from their parents their family members every day um you know there's people that are literally now homeless in this pandemic because there was no actual like plan put into play like there's a lot of things that aside from the stock market and our retirement plan that are literally at stake and on the line here every day. Yeah, it's it's like humanity versus money, which one matters more. And at the end of the day, humanity there isn't a second we don't get a second chance there. The the stocks can recover. We can there can be plans. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's something that I know. Like I have I send my money to to this really great guy and he helps me with it and that's just <laughs> what it is and that might be naive of me and forgive me if it is but I'm just being realistic to me at the end of the day fuck all the money if I can walk down the street and people can walk next to me and we're not scared that matters more to me than anything else and if that makes you know if that makes my family or my friends uncomfortable 
then let's talk about it because a lot of other people have felt uncomfortable for a really long time. And I feel like that's kind of been, at least in my family, I'm not sure in yours. And I'm not just talking in like my immediate family. I, I consider friends and family to be one large family. That's how I've always looked at it. So, um, I'm not speaking of specific people in, in, you know, in, ge in general more so than specific people. But for me, you know, there's been a lot of different aspects of this election that were very important. I think the fact that a female is in a, is a VP means that any little girl, any little girl, no matter what she looks like, is able to now look up at the TV and see a female being a badass in a head office position. And everyone can look at that and say, you know what? Like I could, my kid can do that one day. My grandkid can do Yo, that one I day. Fucking, I feel you. Cause I fucking felt like I fucking won. Like, come on from the Bay area. Right. Black and Asian Oakland. Like I am here for it. Like the first woman vice president ever. Like I felt like I won. Like, what's up? We out here. And I know that you saw it, you know, so I'll just kind of get into a personal story of, of something that happened just to kind of share because that's what we do here at FedWork, y'all. <laughs> we we share. Um, so I posted about that, and I, I I started it off by saying very bluntly, like, this is not a forum for your opinions, for your negativity. I really wanted to be like, I don't give a fuck, because that's kind of the mood I was in, but I, I kept, my, kept my cursing to a minimum. But I basically just posted how how amazing it is that in our generation, in my 95-year-old in my grandmother's generation, like, in her lifetime, she's able to see a female in a position that they weren't even able to vote before. So I just feel like, you know, looking at a full circle situation, like this is monumental. This is a really big deal. So I made a post about it and I posted it and a family member and I kind of went back and forth on it. There are several people in my extended family that we have very opposing political views. And I pride myself on being able to have constructive conversations in that realm and walk away still loving the other person and feeling like I made an impact and that I heard them out. You know, I think that that's very important. I think it's mature. I don't think everyone's capable of doing that. And it's something I've really tried to do. And so I like to, to think that I can have conversations with either side and at least hear them out and still share my points without being heated. That's something I've tried really hard at. And they've all pretty much told me that that they felt like it was one of the most constructive conversations I've had during the election. So I take that I take that with pride because I think that that's important. So with that being said, these conversations have happened a gazillion times in the last year. And this was not the place for it. And I made that very clear. Someone decided that that my voice, my requests, my platform was their platform to jump off on about whatever they wanted to. And I respectfully put them in their place and let them know this is not the place for it. And it went disrespectful from there. And I had to get other people involved to at least shine some light on the level of disrespect and, unnecess and unnecessary, uh, what do you want to call it, a tangent maybe? Is that what you'd call it, KJ? Yeah. It was a tangent. Yeah. And this is, this is one of your family members that is going off on a tangent? Yes, this is an extended family member. Okay. And like I said, it was not the place for it. It had nothing. And it also had nothing to do with the post because my post was not political. My post was empowering women. It had, you know, I, 
I don't care if you're but right it, or blue. But it was it was po- a post of the vice president. Correct. So it, it does have some political aspect to it. Absolutely. But what I meant is it wasn't, I wasn't, cho- quote unquote, choosing sides and forcing that on someone politically. I was stating ge- this was a gender win. Hey guys, Sarah here with your FedWork 15 of the day, our 15 second opportunity to feed you empowerment. Take time today to go outside and get some fresh air. Whether you enjoy a few moments on your patio or you go out for a walk, it will make your day better. I guarantee it. Like, yes. you know what I'm saying? It was, it was something that Got it. whether you're red or blue, this is a win for women was kind of yeah. the, the, the premise of my post. It, it got really bad. That um, family member has since unfollowed me on the on the platform, um, which is fine. And I got other people involved in it, and we had a phone call. Both sides were heard and understood, and we were able to leave in a peaceful place. However, it did bring you know something to head where it's you know some people are not open to other people having opinions and sides and beliefs that are different from them. And it's very difficult navigating that when it's family because you love this person and you care about them and you never want to disrespect them because it's not someone that you feel like you should disrespect. But at the end of the day, you know, that goes both ways, you know, and I know that from sharing this with you, I know, I believe that you've had situations in the past too, where there were issues that came up in regards to family and navigating, that's really difficult. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's hard in general to, to navigate through just disagreement and, you know, with anyone, with friends, a lover, you know, especially a family member, but with politics, like we've said, especially this one, Mm -hmm. it is a very sensitive subject. Can I cut you off real quick? I want to ask you something that I, that I just meant to ask you before and I forgot, but it, it it matters in this conversation. So when you were growing up, was politics something that was discussed? Was it an open forum conversation in your family? So like, has this always been the case or is this new, like with the last couple elections that it was like a topic? I mean, we've discussed it briefly, like, you know, I mean, in passing, but it was never, I mean, maybe because social media wasn't as prevalent when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I didn't really know, but I do remember like, you know, my family just discussing the president and Bush and the Kennedys and like you know, just having normal, casual conversation about different presidents and, and just politics. Okay. But the way that I feel like the Trump administration has inspired some people to really post and support about, you know, his campaign and his presidency, I feel that you know, prior to Obama is, it, I, I don't think I've ever really seen it as much. And maybe again, maybe it's because Instagram and Facebook weren't as big there. I don't know. Right. But, you know, looking back, I'm like, okay, I do remember when Obama was running, how much you saw it everywhere. And now that it was Trump, it was like, okay, like we're, we're seeing it everywhere now. And now when it's Trump and Biden, it's like everyone is posting what side, why, who, what, right. you know, all of the above. And so, at least for me and my family, the Trump supporters in my family are a lot older. Okay. And so they gear more towards Facebook. I'm not really ever on Facebook. So I'll get texts from, you know, some of my cousins or whatever, just like, did you see this? And did you see that? And they're support- supporting this. And I'm like, 
I have no idea. I think everything's fine in our family. I'm just like, hey, what's up? How's everyone? How's the babies? You know, whatever. And then I see a post and I'm like, wait, what? Like, are they really supporting this? Or did they, when was this posted? Like, you know, I'm late, you know, kind of late to the party. And, you know, for me, obviously I'm always going to love my family and my family members, but I do take it with like a huge mental note and a red flag because I honestly do not think that you can be a Trump supporter and not be a racist. I do not think that... Be a racist or support racism or like not condone it, I guess. I think that you are either a racist or that you accept racism or condone it, accept it. It may not phase you as much. You might just be like, yeah, I know he's a racist, but like... It doesn't affect me or... Yeah, I need my 401k or like I don't experience racism face firsthand, so I'm going to just still support Trump. Like to whatever degree it is, I don't think that you can honestly support this man and just turn the left cheek to everything that he has condoned, supported or or tried to motivate um, or even put into play for the country and for and for specific people in their races. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can turn your che- cheek to that and just be like no, I don't, uh, I don't agree with that, but I'm supporting Trump. I just don't, I don't, I genuinely do not feel that that can go hand in hand. Like there, at some point you are accepting, you are supporting, or you are partaking into any, any, one of those three is happening when it comes to a lot of the things that Trump is standing for. And so, you know, I do take it for, you know, with a grain of salt with my family and, you know, just kind of take a mental note I mean, not my whole family, but specific family members and take it, you know, just with a mental note and, uh, you know, process it because I am the only person on my Filipino side that is black and Asian. And on my black side of the family, I'm the only one that is half Asian. So I am, you know, in between both worlds. And so just maneuvering in that and just growing up in that and also just having to deal and and face certain things within just this, this presidency and the election definitely has been an adjustment for me. You know, one of my cousins reached out to me, you know, in in a group chat and she meant, well, I mean, I love her to death. She didn't mean any harm by this, but you know, she kind of wanted to lean in in front of, you know, me and my other cousins and was just like, you know, hey, Katrina, I just want to let you know, like, I know that a lot has been, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of things that have been happening have been really like rough and hard to just digest and see, you know, with people dying, with people, you know, facing racism, Black Lives Matter, all of the above. And she was like, you know, I just want to let you know that like, we've never seen color with you. You've always just been our cousin. It, it, it was never an issue of like, if I was half black or whatever. And I've always felt accepted by my family, yeah. both sides. And, and I, and although I know she meant well, one of my other cousins in the group chat was like, well, no, that's the problem. We need to understand and acknowledge that she is half black. And just because we acknowledge it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Or that you, you know, love her differently. Actually, yeah, it's just like accepting it and also valuing that, hey, I do have a cousin that's half black. And of course, like, you know, we don't treat her differently because of her race, but we don't disregard the fact that she is half black because we just accept her as our cousin. And so I think that this election or even just th- these times right now of the world, not even with with the election, just in general, that it like I don't think 
I think a lot of people have felt in the past just saying, well, I don't see color was okay. And now I think it's, it's opened a lot of people's eyes to understand that seeing color is actually more than okay. And like, please see the color in everyone. See the Asian, see the Latinos, see the black, see the white, like see the color and see, you know, and, and actually value and embrace those cultures instead of trying to like almost like ignore it. Or like brush you know it under I mean? the rug as one thing. Yeah, I know that, you know, you and I have had this conversation multiple times, but you know, that was, that was something I always used to look at and and say it that way because I felt like that was a way of expressing maybe like the way that I, I never like looked at people differently when in reality, you know, obviously I've, you know, I've talked with, I've talked with everyone during this year and just been, I've been, my eyes have been open to the fact that certain statements, although they meant something in one way from me, were perceived could have been received differently to someone else. And like you said, it's important to, it's, it's not that you're, it's not that you're like calling someone out and being like, you're black, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's almost more like you're black and hugging, you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. different. And I feel like there used, it used, there used to be like a certain, like thing, maybe it's a stigma, whatever it is that came with certain statements that you almost felt uncomfortable stating because you felt like that would come off as racist when you were trying to say something exactly the opposite. And those conversations have been elevated to a whole new level during the, at least the last year. Um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I feel, especially since March, and I feel like because of that, people's education needs to be taken in their own hands. Conversations need to be had. Comfort needs to come with certain statements and things like that. That It's, it's just about growth and recognizing and realizing that inclusion does not mean exclusion of, of view. Like, I see, I see all the colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's much better of a statement than, oh, I don't see color. Because I naively used to say that because growing up, that's how I felt. I didn't like, I didn't, you know what I mean? And, but it wasn't that I didn't see it. It was that I didn't look at it differently. And that was Mm -hmm. what should have been expressed, but instead it was expressed incorrectly. And it's just, instead of saying, I don't see you as different than me. And, but also acknowledging you are of a different race instead of just being like, Oh, I don't see color, which kind of diminishes, you know, the nationality or ethnicity of someone else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I can, I can understand where your cousin was coming from with a statement. And I just hope that the education that she received afterwards, um, has helped to, to make it a little bit more of a open format conversation within your family more so than, Katrina, like, you know, I don't know. Does that make sense yeah. what I'm trying to say? No, hundred, yeah, a hundred percent. And I've had to, you know, um, I've had to have different, conver- difficult conversations with family members or even friends during, you know, the, the time of, you know, George Floyd and that whole, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, which is still going on. But I did have to have uncomfortable conversations and I was okay with that. You know, it's been, you know it's not easy for anyone, whether it's me on the the receiving end or whatever. I, I mean, I remember I was at a, a family get together and one of my family members that was actually of color made a joke oh. about the black lives matter movement and, you know, 
people dying and not being able to breathe. And I was so hurt. I was so hurt by it. And I didn't say anything at the time, but I was like, no, I have to say something. And I went back to address it. And it was this, you know, amazing kind of like it was uncomfortable, but it turned out to be amazing because it brought us closer together. Of course. Where that person was kind of like, oh, shit, like, damn, you're right. I was just trying to be funny, but that shit ain't funny. So, you know, it was a learning it was a learning moment for the both of us where I had to step out of my comfort zone to kind of address it and also figure out, OK, like, how do I address this uh, level of uncomfortability, but also be respectful, but also like call them educate. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call them out, but also educate about, yeah, why it's, you know, not okay. Why it makes me uncomfortable. Why it's, it, it's a racist comment, you know, all of the above. And then it brought us closer together. And so, you know, sometimes even just politically, not even just racially, these conversations can bring us closer together and there can be like, okay, you feel that way. I feel this way. Thank you for telling me that let's move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, there can be adjustments and compromise and changes moving forward. But then there are some people, you know, I know some friends and family members that are no longer speaking, that no longer fuck with each other because they really support different parties. Yeah. It's horror. One is, you know, one is Republican, one is Democrat. And they're like, nah, if you a Trump supporter, I'm not fucking with it. And so, I, I mean, I get it. I understand it. But, you know, just, I feel like in the smaller issues there can be light brought onto that. For sure. But unfortunately, you know, in some other cases as well, like this election has separated friendships and family members. Hey feds, it's Katrina Joe checking in here. What have you done this week to feed Empowerment Daily? Have you taken the time out to build up your best friend, your lover, a family member, a stranger, or even yourself? Friendly reminder that empowering yourself to help others is a great place to start. A great habit is formed with repetition. So let's get it. For sure. And, you know, I feel like that's unfortunately the state of the of the world that we're in right now. And, you know, there are people that are lifers for Republicans. And it doesn't matter who the face uh, who the face of that is, because eventually the face will change and they're going to be Republicans either way. And they just check that one box at the very top. I a full Republican ballot. Cool. There's Democrats the same way. You know, they're not even looking at what the candidate represents or who they're supporting. They just support a party, which is, you know, America's built on that. Cool. But like it's it's tough. Um it's t- and you you have to look you have to look at us as a nation divided. We are literally almost 50-50. It is crazy to me that that is where we are. And you know, when the Black Lives Matter movement started and then with everything that escalated after George George Floyd's death, um I felt like this election was going to be an easy win. I felt like oh, people 100%. were yeah, that people were going to stand up and support humanity over anything else. And I was, it's very discerning that that's not the case. And I hope that in the next four years, there is a level of camaraderie and change that come comes along with it that maybe, you know, can ease some of the tension that's built based on political party and humanity can kind of get brought back in. I mean, we finally have dogs back in the White House. Who knows what else can happen? <laughs> no, 100%. I mean, I remember watching just the election and I 
had this like feeling of discouragement and dis like it was very disheartening to see how close everything was. I was like, wait, what? Like, and and just to even know, like, I mean, with we've traveled all over the U.S., so like just going to different states and you know, and I, and just to know that there are so many millions of people that really support, you know, you know, the racial injustice, the lack of humanity, the lack of morals, and just watching the numbers come in and the states turn red and blue. I was just like, I had, I literally did not think that it was going to be close. I literally, I mean, maybe that's me being naive, but I really thought it was going to be a blowout, like no brainer. Like, I, oh, I, there's no way. I really did too. And I also think that has to do with, you know, the, the, and, and I don't know what you did. Um, but for me, I didn't only check CNN. Um, I went to CNN. I watched, I watched Fox news. I watched, uh, BBC. I watched whatever the weird news channel is that comes with my TV. It's like NBC news now or something. They were actually doing live news for the whole broadcast. Cause y'all, I don't have cable, totally different subject, but like, so when I wanted to watch things live, that's what I had to do. And so it was very interesting to me because typically, you know, CNN is one side and Fox News is the other. And it was very interesting to see Fox News showing Biden winning before the other channels. They were, yeah. they were giving. Yeah. And so to me, I was like, OK, like, that's interesting. All of a sudden you hear chants in the in, you know, during the protest saying like, fuck you, Fox News. And I was like, wait, really? Because that's all you would listen to for the last four years. So right. it's been a, it's been very interesting. Um, but I do know that, you know, flipping through the channels, I was like, wow, it's 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 not just CNN, you know, having this close of a race or this close of a call. It's NBC. It's Fox. They were all that close. And I was kind of like, wow, OK, like this is really fucked up <laughs> <laughs> to put it like, yeah, how I felt like. I, I just, I was fucked up about it. Yeah. Just to be yeah, it was blunt. hundred percent. I mean, I think a lot of people were, and I think a lot of people did feel some sense of relief, you know, at the end of the election. And, you know, at the end of the day, we, we are all going to have the same president for four years. Right. And like you said, hopefully, you know, more good comes out of these next four years and hopefully... We are able to unify and just rock on, fucking rock on, move forward and change. <laughs> but I am super interested um, for our listeners, you know, just to share what your experience was like. You know, if you don't want to share, obviously, I know sometimes political sides can be tricky. If you don't feel like talking about that, just how has it been navigating this election within your family and your friend circle? I'm just super interested to see if other people had experiences like us. Or like you said, some people are, are literally like, nah, fuck you. You're not part of my family anymore. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. just curious. Mm -hmm. So please share because I'd, uh, I'd enjoy reading those and seeing kind of what your experience was like. Yeah. And I mean, and even if you don't want to like send in your answers or email us or, or even DM us, just even taking time on yourself to just reflect. Because I think this election has encouraged all of us to reflect on what is most important to us mm -hmm. and so just continuing to do so and trying to live that out you know through yourself and and how you treat your neighbor and the person at the store and your doctor and the person at the gas station and your and, uber driver you know yes your uber like all of those things just to really reflect on that and just just carry that with you in your daily life and i hope that it really does resonate and you know 
like a domino effect trickle onto the people around you. And I hope it's a positive, positive effect. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in once again. And um, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.